Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. Welcome to a Feminine Impression Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Daff, and we're thinking big baby. Today, we're discussing the abundant mindset, opening up your mind to embrace all the things that God has planned for your life. This is a topic that is so powerful and important, especially as you ladies cultivate your lives to be more feminine, to be more elegant, and just to be more successful in all areas of life. For so many of you ladies, when you first learn about femininity and about becoming a woman of high quality, This was something that you may have struggled with. It may have been really difficult to wrap your mind around the idea that you could be different, that you could change, that you could have things, that you could do something with yourself and gain something more out of life. And this abundance mentality, this abundance mindset is what really stretches you. So we're going to be stretching. And this topic Mm, sometimes gets a little uncomfortable because we think of abundance and we think of like, oh, here we go again. Like how to get stuff, like how to get money, how to not feel broke. Right. And it's so much more than that, but that is a large part of it. And unfortunately, money is a topic that is really complicated to talk around, but we're going to talk about it in a way that hopefully allows you to feel more empowered and doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. Because the thing is, this conversation about abundance can be really hurtful sometimes to some of us who maybe grew up with nothing or still feel like we have nothing and are maybe comparing ourselves to people who are trying to get us to feel like we're rich or feel like we can have it all, right? It just feels so far away. And I'll be honest with you too, a lot of the times if you're struggling with even hearing information like this, like if it really is hard for you to even listen, it could be more. There could be other things that are pulling you away from this topic. You know, and I'm not talking necessarily about like having a tough childhood or something like that. I'm talking more on a spiritual level. At the end of the day, you know, we live in a spiritual world. So God has so much for you, but you know, there is an enemy. There is an enemy. There is the demonic world, the forces that are influencing us, unfortunately, in a negative way that sometimes stop us from allowing ourselves to even think big, to even grasp things that are for us. And we know we have to deal with that. So if you are having a hard time even accepting the information, it may be something more serious than you just not really being into it, right? So I just want you to think about that. Sometimes it's not all you. There is something deeper that you're going to have to deal with on a spiritual level to even open up your mind to listen to this kind of information. Okay, so I just want to put that out there. And for me personally, this was something that was painful for me to recognize. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. I don't know how many series I'm going to do on this. It depends on how long it takes me to get through it. I don't want to rush it because it is a really 
deep conversation. Um, but it may be one or two episodes specifically on this topic. I do want to start off by saying that when it comes to abundance, it's not just money. When we think of abundance, we think of having a lot. When I say the word abundance, I'm saying it in a way for you to think big, think more. It's very simple. Don't think less. Don't think lack. Don't think not enough. Think more. Think enough. Think possible. Okay, that's what we're going to be talking around. And I am going to say a quick prayer for you because I do want your mind to be open to this information. And I want anything that's going to block you from really letting it get into your spirit and into your soul to be pushed far away. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for every single one of your daughters who's listening today. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you open up their minds and allow them to be able to take in this information. Allow them to know, Father, that you have so much in store for their lives, that you have empowered them with the possibility of having everything they need. So let's talk about abundance. What is it? We're talking today specifically about abundance with money. Okay, making sure that you don't feel like you cannot have things, physical things, abundance with health, abundance with peace, abundance with success. Okay, there may be other aspects of abundance that I haven't quite really dug into, but we're talking specifically about these things, money, health, peace, and success. Now, this is something that goes back to your childhood. Yes, I know, psychologists, we got to always go back to your childhood. And I know some of you hate going back there. And that's a red flag for you. It's a red flag for you to say, oh, I hate going back there. Why is that? Well, because a lot of times our childhood doesn't feel very good to think about because when we're children, we have no control. We're not able to dictate what happened to us. And thinking about the idea of not having control and being subjected to just anything, yeah, it's painful. And regardless of how you grew up and where you grew up, it's going to be different. Okay, so it's not like you can compare your situation with someone else's. Someone who grew up in a group home or in a foster situation as an orphan is going to have a lot more of a difficult sort of complex way of thinking about themselves. It could have been a fantastic ride or it could have been extremely painful, but that doesn't mean that your growing up situation with two parents and a beautiful mansion, or maybe your parents are fighting all the time. Maybe you felt like you were alone. Maybe you felt like you had to get involved with things that stripped you of things that, you know, you realize now because of that. Your situation is no different in the terms of how you felt and how it affected your life. Okay. So there is no comparisons. No one situation was necessarily worse than another person's. It's more about how you internalized it, how it affects you now and what happened because of it. That's really what it comes down to. Because as I always say, two people can go through the same exact situation and have two completely different experiences in terms of how it affected them. Now, me personally, growing up, I was raised in a single parent home. Okay, so I had a mother who raised me. I had a father who I saw periodically, maybe like once a month and and that, but he wasn't 
a very big part of my life. And so my mother was the one who provided fully for me and my sister. And she worked two careers. And I say careers because they weren't necessarily jobs. They were actually careers. However, they took up all of her time and she put everything into that. And as we grew up, she was very conscious of telling us that like, okay, look, we're living in a middle-class neighborhood and we're doing middle-class types of things, but it's really hard and she struggled. So we were able to sort of experience things that typical middle-class people experience, but in very small doses. So it's like a little bit of this, but you can't have that. A little bit of this, but you can't have that. And that's how I grew up. That's kind of how this sort of cultivated within me. And I'll give you you know, an example. For example, let's say we were able to go to summer camp, right? That's a very middle-class type of thing. A lot of kids during the summer don't get to go anywhere. They just have to stay at home and they're bored. So summer camp is expensive and we were able to do that. But when we went to summer camp, we were never able to like have money to buy food. So other kids maybe could buy lunch or let's say we went to like an amusement park. Other kids would have money and they'd buy like their hamburgers and their fries. And I'd be sitting there with a packed lunch, you know, a cheese sandwich or something. Right. And so I was able to experience certain things, but I could never experience them fully because I was always aware that we were barely making it in the way that my mom wanted us to experience life. So there was a lot of things that came out of my life because of the way I was raised. And I definitely had to face this in a lot of different ways that we'll talk about later. But I just wanted to explain how you can be a person that grew up very poor, like in in actual poverty where you didn't have enough food. And again, although I didn't necessarily grow up poor, it depends on how you see it, right? When you grew up in a situation where you did not necessarily have everything you needed, or you only had a little bit of what you needed, you may feel like you grew up in poverty. And that's why it's so important not to compare your situation to other people's when you think about your your story or your past. Because if you do that, then it skews the way that things really were. So I grew up in a middle-class neighborhood at a very big, beautiful home. However, when it came to food, we had a very strict menu. I can tell you that I was hungry every single night, even though I had dinner. It was like a very like small portion of something that was not very filling. And this impacted me later on in life when I went to college and I had a meal plan. I remember spending all my time like cashing out on my meal plan and like buying a bunch of food. And I would just be like eating all the time because I finally could eat as much as I wanted to eat. And I thought to myself, like, this is so interesting. Like no one would know that although I had food, I didn't feel like I had enough food. And so I went wild with buying food when I had enough money to. Okay. And so again, it's a personal thing, but when you think about how it affects you later on in life, you're able to really pinpoint what you're able to actually pinpoint where the issues were. 
So personally, I had a lot of exposure to things, but in small bits. But for a lot of people who struggle with having a mindset that they can have more, they probably grew up in situations where they did not have much, meaning you grew up in a poverty environment, you grew up in a place where you were able to see people around you with things that you couldn't have. It could be new clothes when you were a kid. Again, it could be food. It could be experiences like maybe other children were able to go to like dance lessons or be in Girl Scouts or be able to afford certain things that you just never could have. Maybe other kids were able to buy cars and you weren't able to. You weren't even able to study to get a license because you had to take care of your younger sisters or brothers, right? You didn't even have an opportunity to go out. You didn't get to experience things. And maybe you just never got to even see what was possible because you only know what you're missing out on when you see what was possible. So if you grew up in a situation where you weren't exposed to much, when you get older and you see things, whether it's during college or if you have certain friends in a certain group that expose you to things, or maybe it's via YouTube or Instagram and you see things and you're just like, whoa, I did not know I could have this, right? It's lack of exposure and exposure is what lets you know what's possible so that your mind can grow. It can expand and you can start thinking, maybe this could be for me, right? Unfortunately, what happens a lot of the time is once you are exposed to certain things, because you had a scarcity upbringing, you sometimes feel like it's not for me. Whatever it is, it's not for me or you operate out of fear. Meaning you may be exposed to something, but you think, "Mm, if I spend money on this, or if I believe that this could be for me, what if it doesn't work out? What if I lose everything? What if I don't have enough at the end? What if I'm never able to reach my goal? And it all comes from a place of fear. I want to make this clear. I'm not talking about being a person who budgets their money and who has certain things for different areas in their life. I'm talking about going to a restaurant and never, ever, ever ordering an appetizer because you were never able to order an appetizer as a child. So appetizer to you is like, whoa, you have to be royalty to order an appetizer. All you eat is the main course, right? You don't even think to order an appetizer because you've never been allowed to as a child because you didn't have money for an appetizer. So as an adult, you go to a restaurant and you think, oh, if I order an appetizer, how much is my bill going to be, right? Your mindset is in that scarcity mentality or it might be just in fear that you won't be able to afford the meal at the end of the night. This comes up in so many aspects of life as an adult when you start thinking of your life. If you're someone who's scared of bills, this is something I want you to think about. How did you grow up and why are you scared of bills? Why are you scared of being asked to pay for something if it can enhance the quality of your life? Are you someone who is so worried about losing your money, that you're losing your life, right? I remember growing up and 
let me tell you, as an adult, it wasn't until I was like maybe 20, 30 (laughs) that I ever took my clothes to a dry cleaner. Like my mom never took anything to the dry cleaner. I have never even understood what dry cleaning was or why something needed to go to the dry cleaner until I was old enough that you know, I purchased certain things that said dry cleaning only. And I'm like, oh no, like here's another bill. And I'm not by any means someone who considers themselves to be cheap. That's not, it's not what I'm talking about. There are some people who are frugal and who don't want to spend. That is different than having a mentality where you hear something and internally you feel like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to afford this? Okay. And not adjusting yourself properly, like adjusting your finances and making space for that and adjusting your mentality and thinking, yes, just the idea of thinking, yes, thinking, yes, the thought of yes, that's where I want to zone in. It's not about being frugal. It's not about trying to save an extra penny. I'm talking about the mentality that you can't have it, that you aren't someone who's going to be able to maintain a lifestyle of dry cleaning her clothes, that you're not someone who can be able to wear something that's nice unless it's a very special occasion because you won't be able to keep it up. Right. And I'm not talking about seasons in life where, you know, if you're in college, yeah, you probably shouldn't be buying a Range Rover. Okay. Cause you won't be able to keep it up unless you can afford it because your family has a lot of money. Okay. That, that's just unwise. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being in college and thinking you could never even buy a Range Rover one day because that's just too expensive. Okay. That's where I want to zone in on that idea that you can't have something. So what I want you to know is that God is a king. God is a king and you are a princess. You as a child of God are someone who was made to prosper. And unfortunately, since the very beginning of time, and I'm talking about literally the beginning in the garden of Eden, the first thing that the enemy did, the first thing that the devil did, the first thing that the Satan did was try to introduce lack into our lives. When Adam and Eve were in the garden and God gave them everything because God wants you to have everything that he has given to you. He gave them everything except one thing. The one tree that he said that they could not eat from was the one thing that the devil said that, you know what? He doesn't want you to have this. He doesn't want, he wants you. The enemy wanted you to think that you were in lack, that you were lacking something, that you weren't able to have it all. And that mentality from that moment has plagued all of us in some way, shape, or form, unless we have been renewed in our minds, or we've had people in our lives who've been renewed, who are able to pass that down into your thinking, like parents and grandparents that were able to free themselves of that mentality and pass it on to each generation. But my dear, you serve a king. 
God owns everything and he has plans for you to be able to have everything you need. And unfortunately, if you're someone who doesn't understand this, then you will live in lack. But if you've taken the time to truly connect with God and you've taken the time to actually read the Bible, which is the word of God, which is the roadmap to living your life, then you'll see all weaved up and through the Bible that God's plan for you is to prosper, is to have abundance in everything, not just in money, in money, in health, in peace, in success, in prosperity. And that's important for you to remember in everything you do. Think big, think big. Okay. Now let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you're someone who is struggling with thinking big, the problem that you probably have is that you think that you won't get it, that you can't have it. And unfortunately, you probably don't even look at all of the options, right? Unfortunately, so many of us, when we think about doing something, we think on a very low level first, and then we sort of build our way up. So let's say you wanted to have a birthday party. You may think, oh, okay, maybe I'll just go to a restaurant, which there's nothing wrong with going to a restaurant. I've gone to many restaurants, but what restaurant are you going to pick? Are you going to pick one that is close to you? Are you going to pick one that is beautiful that you've seen that you've always wanted to go to? Or are you going to browse? Are you going to look at different places, different neighborhoods and figure out what's a great, beautiful experience that I want to be able to attend? And I want to go there. It doesn't mean that you have to be a flashy person by any means. The purpose is thinking that you can. So taking time to browse and just open your mind to new restaurants that you've never thought about and places that you've never been. And so, you know what? This time I want to go to this place. I want to go to this restaurant. Or, you know, this time I don't want to go to a restaurant. I want to have a gala for my birthday. Or this time, you know what? I want to take a trip. And you don't limit your mind to think, okay, well, let's see, I could go down the street to the casino. That's a trip. Okay. Yeah, that is a trip. But is that the trip that you really want to go on? Would you rather go on a excursion? Would you rather go on an excursion? Would you rather go to an island? Would you rather go to Monaco? Would you rather go to Morocco? I'm sure you would, but a lot of times we think, oh, that's too much. It's too much, right? And when we say it's too much, we're thinking it's too expensive. We're thinking, "Mm, I don't think that's possible. Who's going to go with me? How am I going to get there? We just start thinking about all the reasons why we can't. Instead of thinking about all the reasons why we can and actually putting our feet to it and getting going and thinking big. Now, This, again, is something that happens in every single area of our lives, this mindset of abundance. And I want to start just by you thinking about yourself in terms of the things that you own. Okay. Think about the things that you own. For example, do you have shoes or clothes or jackets or hats or jewelry? 
that you only wear for special occasions. And if you do, I want you to think about how many times you've worn it. How many of those special occasions have there even been for you to wear it? What we do a lot of the times is we have these things that we don't want to use. And a lot of our parents introduce us to this. We have like, I remember growing up and there were all of these plates and cups and even, oh my gosh, I think about it, even rooms. We have two rooms in our home that we were never allowed to really go in because my mom didn't want us to get it dirty because it would cost money to get it cleaned. And with the plates and, and cutlery, I actually don't know why we didn't use it. We also never, ever, ever use our dishwasher. So I did not know how to use a dishwasher until I was like, hmm, I want to say like 20, 20 something when I was in college, maybe I was like 19, 20. And I had to ask my roommate to show me how to use a dishwasher because we were never allowed to use it. And it wasn't because my mom didn't know how to use it. It was because she didn't want the um, water bill to get high. And this is, again, because of living in poverty or living in a situation where we weren't able to afford the things, even though we had the things. Again, back to what I was saying, we had certain things, but we couldn't really use them. Right. So you may then in a situation like that, choose not to buy a dishwasher because you never used one and you probably think you can't afford to have one. And then maybe when you realize how much it actually costs to run it or whatever the case might be, it really isn't all that much money, right? Compared to how much money you actually have. And again, this goes back to budgeting and that kind of thing. But more importantly, it's the mentality. Can I afford a dishwasher? Of course you can. You'll have to move some things around, but of course you can. Will it save you lots of time? Yes, it will. Will it save you getting your nails chipped and cracked and your hands all, you know, yes, it will. Now, if you love washing dishes and you love, you know, just the process of that, that's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. So again, I don't want you to get caught up in excuses and things like that. I want you to really think of what I'm trying to say here, which is the concept, the mentality of lack, of scarcity, of thinking that you don't have enough, of not being able to really thoroughly enjoy life and think big because you weren't exposed to it. So if you have things in your closet or if you have jewelry you only wear at a certain time, I invite you to just wear it, just use it, just do it. I remember being on YouTube and I, I think it was a vlog that I did and I had this lotion that I purchased. It was probably, I think it cost about maybe $35 at the time. <laughs> which is hilarious to me now, but it cost $35 and I remember I loved it and I was sharing it. And then I, I said on my channel, I said, I'm never buying this again. It costs too much money. <laughs> Someone left a comment. They're like, but if you love it, then why would you never buy it again? And that really hit me. And I was like, oh my goodness, she's right. Like, why am I, why am I thinking like that? I was thinking that I would never have the money to buy that again, which is so far from the truth. It's a matter of whether I want to spend money on that. But I was thinking that I wouldn't have the money to keep purchasing it. 
And this can really start to build up in our lives because first it's a lotion, then it's a necklace, then it's a dress, then it's shoes, then it's a purse, then it's a room, then it's a car. And this happens so much where I see people gift people certain things and they never use it because it's just too nice. And it's like, you're wasting this thing. You're wasting this bedroom. You're wasting this bathroom. You're wasting these dishes because they're just sitting here collecting dust. And unfortunately, people do this because they feel like they cannot ever get it again. They cannot ever get those dishes if one were to break. And so instead of enjoying it and using it and enjoying their time with their family, eating on these beautiful plates, they never use it. Now, I understand if it's seasonal and you want to save it only for Christmas and whatever, that's that's fine. But when it's certain things, it really does become a problem and it does build up. And unfortunately, it creates space in your mind of lack. It creates this real estate in your mind of things that you're going to decide not to experience because you don't think you'll be able to maintain it. And that's unfortunate. That's sad because you as a person are one person in this big, beautiful earth. The entire world belongs to you. And when I have conversations with people about this kind of thing, it's very easy to spot who has this mentality. I remember talking to my cousin and he mentioned that he wanted to visit. I think, I, I don't know, we were having a conversation about something and I was like, oh, you know, you like Italy so much. You always talk about Italian food and Italian shoes and this and that. Why don't you go to Italy? And he's like, well, I'll go to Italy when I have a girlfriend. And I'm like, why do you have to have a girlfriend and go to Italy? Like, well, I'll, maybe not a girlfriend. Maybe I'll go to Italy when I have some money. I don't know when that is going to be. I'll go to Italy. Oh my gosh. He said something that just blew my mind. He was like, when I get to heaven, I'll have everything. So I don't need it right now. And I thought, that's not what this conversation is about. The world is yours. Okay. You're here now. You may think that you're limited to your city, which a lot of people do feel like that. Unfortunately, there are so many people who've never even left their city because they don't believe that the world is theirs to explore. They really are okay never leaving their city because they don't think that it's for them. They think it's for rich people. It's for people who, you know, whatever you put in your mind. And I know I'm just kind of rambling, but that's because this topic is something that is so plagued, especially, especially in the minority communities where I just see so many children. This is where it breaks my heart. I see children who are deprived of the opportunity of experiencing things because their mothers have a lack, a scarcity mentality. For example, I've seen so many children who are deprived of things like going to the beach going to the beach in California. We have beaches everywhere. And children who are 13, 14 have never been to the beach because they're stuck in their city because their parents haven't opened up their mind to think that, hey, it's Saturday. We don't have to just stay at home and watch TV. We could actually get up and drive to a beach and enjoy a nice day together in the sun. We we live here. This is ours. 
This is all ours. The whole world is yours, my dear. You can go anywhere at any time. You just have to plan for it and get moving. So I know this is just sort of like an introduction. I'm not going to go on and on, but if you do have things that you're not wearing, things that you're not using, things that you're not doing, do it. I invite you to do it because you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know if you'll always have these things. And most of all, you're not really living. You're wasting. You're wasting things that have been blessings to you because you're not allowing yourself to experience it. And this can be as simple as a bedroom that you never use because you just don't want to take the time to hire someone to clean it. Okay, something as simple as that. Use the bedroom and you'll be so much more fulfilled if you wear that coat instead of only wearing it once a year. You wear it every day. You love it, right? You, it's beautiful, right? Wear it every day and enjoy it and use it till the very last bit and then purchase a new one that you absolutely love, <laughs> right? Don't wear the raggedy one every day and then only wear the nice one when you go out. That doesn't make any sense. How often are you going out compared to every day? I want to invite you to start thinking about that. This can be from lingerie, pajamas, it can be bed sheets, it can be candles that you're never lighting because you only light them when you have company because you don't think you can afford to keep purchasing it. It can be the smallest thing. That's where it starts with the smallest thing. And so many people get themselves in situations that are even dangerous. I remember watching a video of this girl who talked about how she had a very scarcity mentality and she got an apartment that was super, super cheap because she didn't think she could afford anything more than that. And she ended up living somewhere that was actually quite dangerous. And there was like a, a gas leak of some sort and she had no way of exiting the apartment. It was rat infested and she could have lost her life. Um, I guess she said something happened where the firefighter came and woke her up in the middle of the night um, and she had ingested so much gas and it was frightening and it really opened her eyes to think, my goodness, I'm not prioritizing my own health because of this mentality of not wanting to spend. And so sometimes it can be downright dangerous, right? You, you're buying fast food every day because you don't think that you could actually order if you really, really, really want to order food every day, which I don't promote. But if you do, you were ordering fast food every day instead of just ordering from a restaurant. Restaurants do take out. That's quality food, at least, instead of ordering junk food, which is making you sick, right? Um, but anyway, this is a this is going to be a, an ongoing podcast because there are so many things to talk about. In the next episode, we will talk about your mentality with regard to the areas of money, health, peace, and success. I do want to let you know that personally, this is something that I know I almost fell into recently as an adult. I recently actually stopped working my full-time job. As many of you know, I am a psychologist, but I just had a baby and I decided that I wanted to be a mom full-time. 
So I stopped working, quit my job. And as you also know, I have my YouTube channel, which I wanted to kind of put all my energy into that instead of doing that and a podcast and working my job. And I also have a business, a fragrance line called Fine Forever. By the way, we just launched a new collection called the Faith Collection. There are two brand new fragrances that are so unbelievably beautiful. I would love for you to check it out if you're someone who loves fragrance and who likes quality, fine fragrances. I get stopped every single day, every single day when I wear these fragrances. Someone always asks me what I'm wearing. They smell phenomenal. But anyway, I stopped working and I'm focusing on my business and my baby. And I didn't realize how much this would affect me in an economical way. I didn't realize that I would not have any money, right? That's how I was thinking. I don't have any money. And of course I have money. I just don't have it right now, (laughs) but I've never looked at my bank account and seen such little money because I've never not worked since I was a teenager. And I started to kind of get down on myself. Like, my goodness, like all of my money is gone. And I had to think and really put my faith back into God and realize that this is something that now requires faith and abundance does require faith. Everything requires faith. Having a mentality of thinking, even if I don't have it right now, and I'm saying that because some of you don't have it right now, it doesn't mean that you don't have it. It just doesn't mean that you don't have it at this very moment in time. Okay. You have a lot of things that you don't have yet because God ended it before he started it. So he set the end before the beginning, whatever God has for you in your warehouse in heaven, everyone has a storage in heaven, a storehouse full of things that God has planned for you. And it's just a matter of bringing heaven down every single day. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are bringing heaven's resources down to you every day through your relationship with Christ, through prayer and through just working the kingdom keys, right? So yes, I look at my bank account and it makes me want to cry because I've never experienced this before, but it's an opportunity, right? This is the abundance mentality. It's an opportunity to exercise faith. And I know that God is with me and God is going to work all of this out in a way that's going to just surprise me and be a blessing and a testimony to you because I will come back and explain to you exactly how God did it. But, you know, working on this business, it's God's business. So I know that God has his hand in everything I'm doing and I stand on that. But there was a moment, I had a moment when I said to myself, oh my gosh, I have nothing And I started thinking about how I could continue having nothing. And oh my gosh, am I going to have to go back to, and I started thinking of all these things and I started getting dragged into this place, this mentality of lack. And I had to bring myself out of it through listening to sermons and building my faith back up, reading the word of God, standing on his promises and visualizing the things that he has for me. And on top of that, being a new mom, breastfeeding, being a whole issue. You know, so many women struggle with breastfeeding and with producing enough milk. 
there was a situation at a certain time where my milk was really, really lacking. And I had to get out of that lack mentality. Instead of thinking, I don't have enough milk, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful for the amount of milk I do have for my baby. And trusting God to help me along the way with that. Instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I don't have enough breast milk. How come these people have enough milk and I don't have enough milk? And I heard that babies that use formula are at risk for this and this and this and this. And going down that rabbit hole, instead of doing that, bringing it back, having that abundance mentality, like, no, I have milk. I have enough milk for my baby. God will give me the milk that I need for this child. And if he doesn't, he will still be okay because God's watching over him. And I have enough. And it's really a mentality shift and getting yourself off of that lack, scarce downpour of negativity. So I want to know from you how you're feeling about this topic. Send me a message on Instagram at the Dr. Daff Show or my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff and let me know what you're thinking because I am going to come back and do a part two. We're going to talk about sort of some ways to help you get out of this mentality and how it looks with money, with health, with peace, and with success. But just remember that as long as you have God, you will be fine forever. Open up your mind and open up your life to everything God wants you to experience. Stop thinking that things are not for you. Everything is for you and you decide what you want to do with your life. The only person that holds you back is your mind, is you. You are going to have to break out of a mentality of thinking that you don't have enough, that you will never have enough, that you can never be like this person or that person. Every single person at some point decides what they're going to do and what they're going to have. And even if they don't, at some point, because God loves you, he will send someone into your life to show you what's possible and to encourage you to change your mentality. And if you haven't had anyone yet, I know I had a couple people <laughs> and it took a while, but I, eventually I was like, oh, wow, okay, I, I, I'm with this. If you haven't had anyone, then I'm that person. And I'm telling you today, it's time to change your thinking and open yourself up to all the blessings that God has for you and the ones that you already have. Start there. Start with what you have at home. Wear that nice dress, your favorite one. Wear it tomorrow to work or wear it tomorrow to your outdoor gathering. The perfume that you only save for special occasions, wear it. (laughs) The shoes, the jewelry, of course, you know, Don't wear things to inappropriate places, of course. Please be careful. Use wisdom. Don't wear your big, beautiful jewelry to some sketchy place, okay? But wear it. Use a lotion. Use a body scrub. Use a bedroom. Use the car. Use everything that you have to the fullest because it's yours. 
I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here and opening your mind up to this information. Let me know what you're thinking. I really do want to know who's out there, what you're thinking, if this is something that you struggle with and you know what you're just thinking about this topic in general. So if I need to do more segments on it or if there's something very specific that needs to be talked about that I can do that. I hope you all have a beautiful night or a beautiful day. And remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.